Welcome back, everyone. I'm Tony Brown, and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Sunday. It's the 21st of January 2018. All right, I'm kind of stumbling over that a little bit. Got my, I was thinking 2017 for whatever reason. Anyway, let's go ahead and get the contact info out of the way. If you'd like to contact me, I do have a few ways that you can do so. If you would like to send me an email or if you would like to record your own audio and have me play that out for you on the show, the email address is firearmscafe at gmail.com, all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Or if you just want to do a quick uh, voicemail, I have that. It is 206-745-2731, over on the website, which is firearmscafe.com, there are buttons for Facebook and Twitter, also from a YouTube channel. And if you're ever so inclined, there is a PayPal donation button. All right, let's go ahead and jump in with the show here. We will kind of continue a little bit of our discussion of the RMR. I have come to a decision on what mounting system I'm going to do for right now. And this is going to be just so that I can start to move forward a little bit. So I do have the RMR. And I think when last we were talking that some of the mounting systems that I was looking at, I'd kind of narrowed it down to two. And I I found some others that were out there. But the two that were the main contenders for me were the Duick Defense, then also the Outer Impact. So with the Duick Defense, you get a your optic kind of is sandwiched in between the uh, their built-in front sight and rear sight, and then that still goes into the dovetail slot, and then you screw it down uh, through there, and then you get kind of a friction fit. It's sort of the same thing with the outer impact, although it's just a plate, and and then you've got the mounting pins on there that help hold it in. They're still kind of Whackman back and forth on the slide, and there is still some concerns with, well, is that thing going to drift? Is it going to, if if the uh, slide, for instance, is a little bit too big, has been on that particular pistol, was milled out a little bit too big or a little too small, you would actually want it to be a little small because then you could kind of file maybe on your adapter plate and kind of really get a snug fit. The What I've kind of decided on doing and is primarily a factor of cost and this is due to the fact that the outer impact is only $50 it's not going to cost me anything to have it ship Duke Defense would be free shipping as well just because of the the nature of the cost of the product which is probably around like about $130 or so also with the outer impact with that adapter, I am not wed to one particular optic. So I may be able to, if I have a, and, and this was something I was thinking about too, I have a Advantage Arms 22 adapter kit for my Glock 17. And I was wondering if I could 
and I don't know the weight of it may mess up the slide and how it works and it may not make it be very reliable. But I was wondering, well, if it didn't work out, I could always just have it on that for fun plinking and, and things like that. I could put it on there. If it would if it would allow it to operate and cycle properly, it may not. But anyway, so I, I felt that I had more options with it. I also felt that I could, with that outer impact plate, I would have much more um, options and maybe a, a little bit less expensive optics. The two optics, of course, that I decided on are some of the a little bit more pricier ones. Um, the RMR that I got, as I told you guys before, I got that on sale and got it at a pretty good price. And I'm I'm kind of waiting around for something like that again for the Leupold Delta Point Pro. Uh, so anyway, again, one of the reasons why I wouldn't spend a little bit extra money and go with the Duick Defense is that I am, if I'm getting it for the RMR, I am kind of stuck with that mounting plate for just that optic. So, eh. so that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to order that probably this coming week. Hopefully it'll be here maybe uh, mid February or so, and I'll be able to go out and kind of play around with it. And I understand that with that adapter plate, I'm not going to really have the ability to kind of co-witness the sights and all that, but I do think it will give me the ability to at least get some practical time with that particular optic. I'll, I'll be able to, to tell you guys whether or not mine flickers on and off or whether I'll need to buy that Battleworks kind of ceiling plate, you know, that pushes up on the, on the battery a little bit so that it makes sure that it maintains contact. I think with my, uh, with the RMR that I have, it may be that first generation. I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. Uh, but I do, but with that, I think that there are fixes with it, and the people that have kind of done those fixes, they don't really necessarily have a problem. Another fix with, that I had heard from a guy on YouTube was saying that on his, he had the original that experienced the flickering problem, and he said that he used a Sony battery, and that the Sony batteries were slightly bigger, and so that it, it that in and of itself just fixed the problem. So anyway. Let's, uh, I did get a bit of feedback from Chris in Oregon and we will go ahead and read that. And so again, Chris, thanks for sending that in. I really appreciate it. So let's jump in. He's got a lot of stuff here, but all of it was pretty good. I thought, and, uh, and, and came from a perspective of somebody who's actually kind of using the thing pretty on a pretty regular basis. So Chris writes in, hi, Tony. I've been using optics on my handguns for a couple of years and have a bit of experience that may be of help to you. Step one, I decided I wanted a red dot on my Glock 19. Step two, I decided if I was going to carry a gun with a red dot, then I should compete with a red dot. Step three, I got a whole bunch of guns with dots. Let's start with my carry experience. I have a G19 Gen 4 that I wanted to put an RMR onto and looked into getting my own OEM, which basically just means it's the original slide that comes with the gun. I uh, looked into getting my own OEM slide milled. Ultimately, I bought a one-source tactical slide that was pre-milled and then put on an RM02, the version without buttons, that has the larger dot. Simpler electronics and a bigger dot is better for carry. That's my, how my thinking went. And I haven't regretted it at all. What I do regret is selling off the original slide. I wish I hadn't done that. Oh well. For holsters, this has been a bit of a journey. I carry a TLR 1HL on this pistol too. 
I had a Bravo concealment outside the waistband rig that I needed to dremel away some, uh, some of the material to fit the new RMR. It works great now, though I rarely carry that huge thing outside the waistband. I also bought a crossbreed made for this combo, and it sucked. Let me back it up just a bit. With the OneSource Tactical Slide, I had them install their own black rear notch slash green fiber front set that I can co-witness very easily with the RMR. These are fairly tall sights, particularly with the front sight. Well, Crossbreed's holster did not take this into account, and I had to get out my heat gun and go to town, making the front sight notch big enough to work. Their design stunk, and I told them so, showed them what I did, and I got radio silence from them. But now I've got two great holsters for this rig. Inside the waistband, this rig doesn't feel large at all. This gun is what I carry whenever I go to public places like a movie or the grocery store or clothes shopping. I had a local guy mill my G17 and G22 slides for the first gen loophole delta point with the 7.5 MOA delta. We're stepping out here a little bit. So the delta is basically just a triangle, so it's not a dot. You're just getting an actual triangle. Uh, the G17 became my U.S. PSA pistol and carry optics and has been my main gun for two years of awesome competition. I love that reticle. The window is comparatively huge and the glass is very clear and has no distortion like the RMR does. My G22 with the TLR1HL is my home defense rig and I wanted it to have the same feel and optic as my competition rig. They are a great pair. Both have suppressor height sights with black rear and fiber optic fronts to match my G19 carry rig. That loophole sight is no longer made and I have three of them total in case one of them goes out on one of my pistols. I wouldn't necessarily carry a gun with that sight though. The RMR is on paper more rugged though I have never had a problem even after two years of running the G17 in hard competition. When I built up a Glock for open class competition, I put on a Lupoid Delta Point Pro. Again, I love the Delta Reticle, which is by far my favorite, but I would not want to put that sight on a carry pistol because of the large size of the body. And he means the body of the optic. Unless you use their own rear sight attached to the optic itself and some gargantuan front sight, you wouldn't be able to co-witness using the Delta Point Pro. My opinion of the MOS and the MOS, if you guys remember from what we were talking about, was that Glock had their optics ready pistol. So you have the sight is milled that accepts their adapter plate. And then depending on which adapter plate, you can use it for uh, different, uh, the, the different optic. So the plate system makes the height of the RMR almost too high for co-witnessing. Though one source technical does make a set that is high enough for the MOS line. That front sight will probably give you problems with finding an appropriate holster. Bottom line is that the optimal setup for a slide mounted electronic optic would be that it has quote unquote slide meat on both ends to help of it to help support the optic during recoil. Any sort of adjustable plate system will not provide that same support for the optic that a dedicated milled slide would provide. In that case, only screws are keeping it in place and you are relying on the sheer strength of the screws. If you mill a Glock slide or buy a pre-milled version for an RMR, you are talking about the most popular combo. It will easily sell if you don't like that sight. Anyway, 
Although I don't particularly like my shooting experience with the RMR because of the color and distortion in the glass, it is frankly the only optic I would carry. I also have experience with the Venom. The window is way too small for serious work and you have to push a button to turn it on. And with the Sig Sauer Romeo 1, I have it on my newest acquisition, a Sig P320 X5, and I'm using uh, that I'm using for competition in 2018. Of all the reticles, I most prefer the 7.5 MOA Delta you can find on the Delta Point Pro. But of all the systems, I far prefer the Trigicon RMR for carry, in particular the RM02 or RM07. Now, I know this was a book, but I think about this stuff a lot, and I hear your own thought process on your podcast. The only difference between us, maybe, is the moment that I thought I'd like to try a dot on my carry pistol, I started buying stuff, milling stuff, and trying it out. And then I knew if I was carrying a dot, that I should compete with a dot. I'm a B-class USPSA shooter in carry optics. Have a great day, and keep up the work. All right, Chris, again, thanks for sending that in. Uh, like I said before, it's always nice to hear from somebody that has experience with it. And in your case, kind of has experience with both uh, both optics that I'm actually taking a serious look at. So at this, at this point for me, I think what I'm going to do is a, a go with the outer impact there adapter and go ahead and just and, and run it on the 17 and sort of see kind of what I think, what it does, and at least I can get a, a actual good feel for it. So, and also kind of on with that, like I said, in a couple of weeks, I should have maybe a little bit more, I guess, user data from my end. Hopefully, uh, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and order that and hopefully I'll be able to get that adapter in here within a, within a week or two and then be able to get out to the range and do a little bit of shooting and see how it goes from there. All right, so last couple of shows I was talking about getting some photos up of that shotgun that I had recently purchased, and I did put some of those over on Facebook and on the listener page at Firearms Cafe. So if you want, you can go over and check those out. I only did about three if you guys want to see a few more pictures. I mean, it's just a a break action uh, single shot shotgun. So, But I did want to show you guys what I got. I think eventually I will trim the barrel down some on that. Uh, I know we had talked about a little bit about getting some adapters for it. And I've looked at a couple of different companies. I will probably end up going with the Chiapa set. I think they're called the Chiapa X, X something or other. Anyway, I will probably end up going with some of those. I would like to get, um, they, they make a kit where you can do all sorts of pistol stuff. I don't know if I'll do that or if I'll just maybe start off with some of the most common stuff. So I'll get an adapter for probably for 20 gauge and then one for nine millimeter and then maybe one for 45, um, or, you know what? I would probably, before I would do that, I would probably get one for a, a 357. Now, again, the and with the 357, you can also shoot, of course, 38s through it. And the Chiapas are about eight inches, seven to eight inches long, I think, and they are uh, they are all rifled. As far as accuracy with them, you know, you, you see some stuff on YouTube, but you don't. I, I I've seen a few things where they seem to be okay. And again, you know, it may be that this is more just kind of a range toy than maybe a serious quote unquote survival rifle, you know, or survival gun, whatever that happens to mean. 
with the with the shotgun, if I was shooting either 410 or, or 20 gauge through it, you know, it's a shotgun with a modified choke. So it's, it's sort of going to do what it's going to do. Basically, you're just cinching down the, the chamber with those adapters, uh, you know, because it's just all smooth bore stuff. So you don't really have to worry too much about that. But with the, with the pistol caliber stuff and the rifled stuff, I'm hoping that I would be able to get some decent accuracy out of it. And you should, I mean, you should be able to get decent accuracy at 40 50 yards especially since you're you know you're going to be putting that thing you know, you've got all the, the different points of contact you know you can get decent accuracy that 50 yards with a pistol if you if you're if, if you do your part i've shot uh, some steel targets at probably a little bit less than that maybe at around 30 yards and i was able to hit probably an eight inch uh, steel plate regularly and I don't get out and shoot as much as I should so uh, I would expect to at least at that at that 30 yard range to be able to get something with it uh, oh and then the other thing too I'd really want to do would be to able to get a uh, a 22 adapter with it so I'll have to do the math and kind of see what I think it may be one of those things where you get the uh, the other stuff that you're better off just going ahead and getting the kit so you know who knows Again, it may be one of those things where uh, when Optics Planet or something like that has like a really good coupon code, maybe I can I can go ahead and pick that up. So um, anyway, kind of that's about it for that shotgun. I have yet to be able to get out and shoot it, so I'm going to go out there. I need to clean it up a little bit, and then I'll go out there and take a, sh- uh, take a few shots with it. Maybe I'll go out this weekend or this coming weekend and do that or, or a little bit. Uh, also, I have a special guest lined up. And kind of we'll, we'll talk about a little bit more with him about some of the RMR stuff. So, and I'll kind of hold those cars close to my chest on who that's going to be until uh, they are up at SHOT Show right now. And they'll be back uh, after that. And then after that, we'll go ahead and have him on. I also have been wanting to get into doing some competition. But a lot of the competitions that I've seen, I just they don't really seem like they're for me as much or for what I would like to do. And then I start, and and I've been watching them for a while and I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I was watching a lot of in range TVs videos and watching Carl and Ian. And I really liked how the majority of those matches were set up and kind of what the philosophy was behind them. Uh, And so I'm going to try and get down at least, you know, maybe two or three times this year, hopefully be able to get down there and participate in a few of the, I think they call them two gun action challenge matches and see how, see if I like them, see how they go. Uh, I'm not, I'm, as you guys know, I'm in Arizona and I'm up in the Phoenix area and, uh, Tucson's only, you know, uh, hour and a half away, probably, I think probably from, uh, from where I'm, at and once you're on the freeways and everything into where the, uh, where the shoot is maybe two hours max, but, uh, so it's not that big a deal for me to drive down and then drive back up that day. So anyway, I will, uh, I'll try and get some recordings, uh, with that when I go down and do that. So, and, uh, I'm hoping just to uh, be able to finish it and, uh, and by finish it, I mean, just not just get disqualified. So, uh, whether I timed out on stuff or anything like that, uh, isn't going to be that much of a concern for me at this point. 
I just like to go down and have the experience. Uh, but it looks like something that's kind of right up my alley and something that I would enjoy. What else? Oh, um, as far as some adapter stuff, I did find some other adapters for kind of going back to the RMR stuff. Most of the stuff I've been talking about has been with the Glocks. And it's definitely when you're talking about adapters or when you're talking about accessories or aftermarket stuff, it is definitely a Glock world out there. And then followed up closely, probably, I would say probably by the M&P world. And way down the list is when you get to the HKs. We will have to kind of see on that and see what stuff, if anything, comes out for the HKs. Uh, again, I, I still really like that gun and I do plan on doing some competition with it. And, uh, I think I will be able to get some stuff. Like I said, if I really like the red dots, if I like the, neither the loophole or the, if I find that the Trijicon works fine for me, again, I, I will probably eventually get the slide milled on my VP nine that I have, uh, for something like that. So anyway, kind of jumping back, I think that the show today is probably going to be a little bit shorter. I think what we'll finish up on is with some of the, uh, a little bit of the politics stuff. We had talked uh, briefly about the Concealed Carry Reciprocity Act. And I've, I've been reading some articles and doing a little bit of research on that. And basically, I don't think it's going to make it. And there was one, a couple of articles, and they made kind of the same points. And this was a little bit of what I was was kind of thinking of, and I may have mentioned before in the in the in the past on past shows that a lot of times what happens is when something comes through the Senate or comes, excuse me, comes through the House and it goes up into the Senate or vice versa, you know, or however however it's going to work, you'll have a thing where whichever party let's say normally they, that's not their party's platform. And this isn't, we're not talking about the reciprocity act at this point, but just in general. So let's say that the Democrats are in control and they need some Republican people to vote for it or vice versa. The Republicans are in control and they need some Democrats to vote for something. A lot of times what they'll do is whichever party is in control knows, well, ultimately this thing isn't going to pass. Um, or, or if they're the minority party and they know that because they have, uh, let, let's say again, where they need a two-thirds vote, so they need 60 votes. So if you have either the Republicans or the Democrats, they can say, okay, well, you, we know that your district generally supports this thing that's kind of outside of our platform a little bit. We know that we've got um, 41 of our guys locked in, so it's going to prevent the other, the other side from being able to get this passed. So you can go ahead and vote on that. It'll make people in your district happy, but we know it's sort of like a, it's a moot point. It's just, it's a kind of a futile gesture in that it doesn't matter, but it does give you sort of a little bit of political capital or street cred or however you want to call it. And so that's what I think is going to happen. I think that in the past, a lot of times we've seen that when it comes down to stuff, especially with guns, that generally, even if the guy is a quote unquote blue Democrat, you know, blue dog Democrat, meaning that they're pro gun and they generally will vote or try to vote pro gun, that when it really comes down to something like this, which is something that the Democratic Party does not want to have passed. And again, we're talking about the concealed carry reciprocity. What Schumer will probably do 
you know, and he's the right now, as as of this time, he's the current Democratic leader. At least I think he is. I'm pretty, I'm almost positive. But he will probably be able to lock down 40, 41 out of the uh, currently out of the forty nine people. Like he'll be he'll be able to get that probably no problem. Which means that there's about eight other guys that they can sort of vote however they want. And then what what he'll be able to do is. He'll be able to go to those people, say, hey, you go ahead and vote for it. We know it's not going to pass. And then later on, because I'm doing you this favor, you can come back and and uh, vote for, uh, a certain way for me or hold back your vote or do whatever. So anyway, I think that I, I think that um, it's just not going to happen this year. And then with 2018, if the Senate kind of changes over to where there's more Democratic control, then, of course, it's not going to happen at all. Uh, again, if those numbers change a little bit here and there, which I don't know if they'll if they'll lose um, enough seats to where it does that. The same down in the House. I don't know if that stuff is going to happen or not. So anyway, um, I think that is going to about do it for today. Let me know what you guys think. Again, I'd love to hear from you. Let's go ahead and we'll give you the contact information again. Email address, firearmscafe at gmail.com. Feel free to record your own audio, send that in, or do an email like Chris did, and I'll read it out for you on the show. Or you got the voicemail, the only limitation with the voicemail, if you, especially if you prefer to send in some audio, is it's only about 90 seconds. So uh, the voicemail is area code 206-745-2731. All right, I will talk to you guys next time.